Today is July 6th. The Yankees start a West Coast trip. If you're aching to watch some 10 p.m. beautiful Yankees baseball, well, you are in luck. And for now, we're just going to talk about it, though. That's what we're going to do. And the music's going to play because everything's going to go perfect. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy, his name is Jake. We got producer BBD in the corner. And we are so excited to talk about this team day in, day out. Love it. Love it. The 10 p.m. start today, the first one of the season. Getting geared up. Jake stayed up till 3 a.m. in preparation for extra innings. How'd it go? It's perfect. I fell asleep on the couch at 12.34. And had like a scary wake up. I think I, what was I watching? They showed, um, oh, I was watching an old SNL for a little bit. And they did a skit where uh, they showed the Braveheart when he's dying. And he's like, freedom. Mm. And I woke up like that. And I was, I, I scared myself in the wake up. So that was like, oh, this is going to be a great week, huh? Falling asleep on the couch at 1230. That's ready. like the seventh inning, bottom seven, yeah, maybe. some Mariners. Yankees baseball excited to see the Mariners I'll, I'll give that speech again and uh yeah I don't know halfway through the season let's see who's uh does anyone got like stones does anyone want to be here does anyone maybe you play well you get traded who knows so uh excited to see I'm I am genuinely excited to see what the rest of this year has to offer really How about that yeah it's a weird I was up all night watching High, coffee low. flops Coffin flops? <laughs> yeah. That was for BBD. It's the second skit from the second season of I Think You Should Leave. Coffin flops. Yeah. I just we just film all the funerals, and we just air the ones that have the coffins flopping. I just, uh, I didn't want people to think it was coffee, is what I was clarifying. Not coffee. Not coffee flops. Coffin. No. So the Mariners? Huge. Let's do a check-in on the Mariners real quick, Jake. Before we have sharp stats, we'll guess the stupid fucking lineup and mm. all that other stupid stuff. Is checking in on what the Mariners yeah. are Checking in us. on the Mariners brought to you by... Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams. Because we're going to the West Coast where they have the best cush. Mm. Oh, a true stoner am I. Cushy Dreams isn't weed. It's, it's just that. CBD. It's got 0.3% THC, so it's legal federally. Comes in joints, pre-roll joints, eighth cans. They got all different strains. You can relax, create. What would you use for tonight? If you wanted to use your cushy dreams while you watch the the Yankees play the Mariners at 10 p.m., would you go relax, create, hustle, peace, energy, or dream? I would probably double up on hustle and peace. Um, the hustle would be optimistic and then the peace would be like just at peace with we all it ends for everyone I was gonna <clears throat> I was going to uh, say I would go energy and peace mm. so I have energy for the first six and when they blow it or whatever I just have I have peace with whatever mm. happens so we should probably go to cushydreams.com k-u-s-h-y and use code yanks at checkout for 20% off our next order so we can have this 
for these 10 p.m. games. And you can do the same, and you can smoke your CBD with promo code YANKS for 20% off. Inflammation, anxiety, all of that CBD helps with. All right. What I was going to say is the Mariners are 17-13 and 13 in their last 30 games, 14-16 and 16 in their last 20, and 6-4 and four in their last 10. The Mariners have been playing winning baseball for a month now, maybe more than a month. The Yankees, they're the opposite. Mariners were 17 and 13 last 30. Yankees are 13 and 17. Uh, Mariners were 14 and 6 in their last 20. Yankees are 9 and 11. Uh, Mariners were 6 and 4 in their last 10. Yankees are 3 and 7. So I'm interested to see what the odds are because, like, the Yankees are the worst team heading into this series. Yeah, I mean, odds on a given day normally. Pretty starting simple pitcher. formula: starting pitcher meets home team, and well, I guess for all three series, then. Um, so yeah, and I mean, maybe we'll talk some some DraftKings in a little bit, but yeah, no, the Mariners are playing a really good brand of baseball. I mean, there's uh, we've been covering it on talking baseball. There's there's been kind of the elite five teams in the AL this year: Sox, Rays. White Sox, Astros, Athletics. There's only a couple tweener teams right now, um, and it's kind of the Blue Jays and the Mariners. The Mariners are 45 and 40. They're five games above 500. A lot of young guys, and uh, it's kind of been part of this baseball season, which we talked about a lot early on. Was you know, and we've kind of missed a a year and a half of baseball in a way, like. Going from the end of 2019 through 2020, a lot of things change. Players get better. Dynamics change. And, you know, I know J.P. Crawford is the starting shortstop for them. He's a big prospect, and he's got like a three-war season going. Mariners fans scream about him. Mitch Hanniger was off to a huge start. I'm excited to see what this Seattle team looks like. Um, And, yeah, I mean, right now they've got the good juju going, and we have the opposite of that. Yep. You're going to see Justice Sheffield in game two. Ooh, revenge. Oh, actually, that's tonight. That's tonight. tonight. Justice Sheffield is tonight. So that's Tuesday. a little. Tuesday. Not game two. Game Tuesday. Tuesday. Two. Yes, Tuesday. that was my mix up there. I always confuse Tuesday two. with game two because of the two. And usually you play Monday sometimes. Sometimes. Um, do you have any other names that Yankees fans would know? Like casual Yankees fans that don't follow the rest of the league? Uh, cash, cash Yankee fans that don't follow the rest of the league. Their lineup has been Crawford, Hanniger, Seager, France. Then it's like Fraley or Bowers. No, they they don't have any. So there's usually like an ex-Yankee or someone that got you know, traded for. Or traded. Luis Torrens was a Rule Five draft pick from the Yanks in 2016. So. Might have heard his name. I think around. a lot of the casuals remember him. No, man. I mean, this is a they have packs, but he's been out all year. Yeah, this has kind of been the, the baseball. Like, you know, gonna be cool to see the Mariners' colors. Gonna be cool to see the new dudes out there and see who looks good. Justice Sheffield. Wow. You know what I'm excited about? What are you excited about? You got Justice Sheffield game one, Yusei Kikuchi all-star game two. Both of them have something in common. They throw the ball with their left hand, meaning Gardy Odor might not see them. Should see Tilo in the first two games. If they don't, then it's really the analytics team is feuding yeah. and fighting. Well, there's two different analytics teams. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What we they get every other game. 
We'll see. Turkish bathhouse. It should be Andujar in left, Tilo in center, Judge in well, right. Save the good stuff for the end of the episode, Jim. But for Guess both for, for both games. And that's exciting, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Any other news come out? Everyone's writing articles about trade judge. Right. That'll be a um, hot one. Articles from anonymous scouts saying stuff that anonymous Ooh. scouts would say. Which yeah. I think is such bullshit. Yeah. It's the same thing as an anonymous Twitter account. Right. But so, like, how can you... You shouldn't be allowed to publish... Block. That. Mute. Yeah. Muting all anonymous The fact scouts. that we're building articles around anonymous scouts yeah. is... I think that's, like, uh, taboo in journalism. I don't know. I took journalism junior year of high school, and I hated every second of it. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't read that one. No, it's, uh, you know, the, the week leading up to the All-Star game, uh, Judgy will be attending. And Garrett, maybe Chappie, we'll see. See, you have a question. question. Yeah, Yeah. I'm talking baseball. We've been talking about how this is gumption week, and a lot of teams that are in limbo, or even teams that are really good, like the White Sox, that are like ahead of their division, but been struggling a little bit of late. We've been saying it's gumption week, and I love when teams play well in the bookmarks. Let's get out the gates hot. Let's finish strong. I think those are signs of good teams. So I was looking around the league at like this last week. I want to see do the Reds. Like, just, like, finish strong. Do the Padres, who are third place right now, do they finish strong going into the break? Because I think it's a good morale booster and all that shit. A lot of times you hear the the 2016 Yankees team, the fact that they had such a good uh, August and September with Gary coming up and Didi hitting a stride in 2017, they all had in their interviews, they were like, well, actually, we ended 2016 playing really good ball. So we knew we were just going to take that in. So it is a thought process for teams. Do the Yankees even count in gumption watch for you? Individuals do. Okay. Um, individuals do, and that's kind of what I, I was saying before the show. Like, Luke Voigt, what, what's he doing this year? He's been hurt a ton. Um, you know, only 24 games, 198 batting average, 270 on base, 611 OPS. You know, that's the guy who was the home run champ last year. Got his first payday this year. Like, the rest of this year is going to dictate a lot of Luke Voigt's future. Gary Sanchez, who had... Carried the team for a little bit. His numbers on the year, you know, 230, 337, 816. If you told us that about Gary, we'd say, yeah, sure. But, like, his second half, pretty damn important for him, too. Uh, whether he's with the Yankees or his career going forward as a catcher. Um, DJ, it's kind of like, well, you're here. Sometimes he's looked like DJ. Sometimes he hasn't. Don't know what to do with that. Glaber Torres, holy smokes, dude. So Glaber's not on gumption watch. What does your future look like? Like a good week here wouldn't really t- wouldn't help write the story for him. In my opinion, he needs to have a good second half. Like it's so this week doesn't right. Matter. But gumption week can feed into that. Like if Glaber sure. Torres finishes this week strong and then has a nice second half, we'd say gumption week. Gumption is, week was big for Glaber gu- Torres. Gumption week is more for watching bad performances. Like if there's some, Ooh. if like some of the, oh come yeah, on, if they go lifeless into the break, gumption's a good. Thing. I expect them to go lifeless out. I know that's what we're watching for. We want gumption, but I, if someone goes lifeless into the break, I expect them to come lifeless out of it. They just seem like they're out. They're fate. They're like this season's a wash already. It's a little bit like like gumption is supposed to be the expectation. Yeah, supposed to keep like trying through the week. So you're keeping an eye out for guys who seem both just like teams want gumption. Every team. Oh, wants you want gumption. It. You want it. 
You shouldn't have to want it. Fifteen though. teams are going to get gumption. Fifteen teams are going to get gumped, is what they say. That's a Buck Showalter phrase. You think so? Or I think Jack Curry said that actually. It was more eloquent. Half these teams get gumped. Did he really Back say that? Back in five. He said gumped? <laughs> Jack Curry's never said the yeah, word Yeah, I was gumped. like, that's a Jake word. Yeah. Gumped. Gumped ain't a word. I think that's a big thing. Well, gump is, so maybe like he gumped it would be like a play on words. He gumped it. Because gump is. Next play. Gump is. I'm going to bring that into the broadcast. Is, a, booth. is like a dumb person. Forrest Gump. That's why they named him that. So he gumped it? We should start saying that. I gumped that one. We can gump if we want. Um, No, man, and that's, you know, hey, the Yankees would have to do a whole lot for us to get into the dream conversation. Joe's McFly in the studio today, hot, uh, mentioned, you know, when we come out of the All-Star break, we'll see how gumption week goes. (laughs) Yanks, I think their first 12 games, eight are against the Sox, or first 11 so, you know, if, if you're trying to gump in and gump out, there's a life to be had there, but it, there's no reason to look for it. So, it's, it's individual stuff right now. Miguel Andujar, do, we, do you want to come into 2022 saying, yeah, that, that guy can hit again. He can probably be our left fielder. He catches the regular fly balls. Um, you know, Brett Gardner, he'll be back, player, coach, uh, judge, good job. Stanton, so excited for him to play left field in a month. Um, so, I don't know. There's a lot of individual stuff that's got to be figured out. What does Garrett Cole's second half look like? Monty Bear, Mingo, Tyone. So, yeah, it's all it's all individual stuff, and it has been all year, I guess, because it hasn't been a team. Yeah. Ooh, Skip Bayless. Huh. I'm pretty lost in the etymology of the word gump and the word gumption. Because one is like a resourceful, smart person. The other's a dull, dumb person. And they seem like they're the same root word. So, and like resourcefulness, like Farce Gump, he was dull and dim-weighted, but he was pretty resourceful. So he had gumption while being a gump. Right. So that's where I'm really, is gumption not for smart people? It's only for kind of like, you know, you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Deep. Yeah, resourceful, yeah. Yeah, so Gump Shin is a Scottish word I think Forrest Gump altered the Gump world No, Gump was a word in 1825 And it meant a numbskull A foolish person Sure, and then Forrest brought it back Because we killed the Scots in World War I They named him Gump because of that You know but uh, in 1825 is the term most generally generally applied to a female So now it's sexist as well Gump was a gazillionaire Uh Gumption week. Some fruit company. <laughs> One last thing. Uh, hmm. You want to do sharp stats? I want to watch Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Let's watch it. Okay. I might watch it on the flight to Denver. Huge. You know what I would do? I would bring your own speaker, attach it, and then play it loud so everyone on the flight can watch. If I was listen. to do that, yeah. there would be a lot of complaints. Oh, There'd be three people that were like, I don't mind. <laughs> I love watching Forrest Gump whenever it's on. The non-complainers would try to out loud the complainers. Yeah. A good flick. Yeah, well, well, wait, just this scene. Just this scene. You've seen yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. They would. There's a lot of... Holy smokes. Jake got strangled to death. All right. Uh, Sharp Stats is brought to you by Manscaped. 
Summer's coming. Can I tell you something, guys? Summer's here. It's hot yeah. as shit in the office and outside. My car couldn't even fight with the AC today. So are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in mm. luck because our friends at Manscaped just launched mm. their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment yeah. your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. And fell, feller, fellas. Clean it up down there. I was going to try and say a female word of fellas, but I don't think I can't think of one. They got the package, which has the crop preserver, crop reviver, toner, performance boxer briefs, and a bunch of other goodies. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Yanks at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code Yanks at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Let's see what Katie Sharp has for us today. Sharp stats. Hey, guys. Hope you guys had a good uh, July 4th weekend. Hey, at least we got one win out of it. Um, anyway, so I'm here to talk about all you guys' frustrations with the Yankees not scoring runs. And what I wanted to do was to just try to quantify that. And there's one, one way to do that is like this, there's this concept called cluster luck. And basically what it is, is in baseball, it's not enough to just kind of hit a lot of singles or doubles or triples. You also have to sequence them right. You know, you got to hit a single and then a double and then a home run. So basically, the idea is that a team that hits, you know, a single, a single, a homer, and then strikes out three times, they're going to score three runs, right? But a team that hits a homer, then two singles, then strikes out three times, they're going to score one run, okay? So now we've got that idea. So one way that you can kind of quantify this cluster lock is this uh, statistic called base runs. And essentially what it is, is it's a run estimator. So what it does is it spits out an expected number of runs scored based on the team's total singles, doubles, triples, homers, walks, stolen bases, etc. cetera. Um, all right, so we got that now. So we got this base run thing. So let's go back to the Yankees. The Yankees this season, their actual run scored, it's 4.1 runs per game. All right, that's terrible. We know that. But if you look at what their expected runs per game is based on this base runs statistic, it's 4.38 runs per game. So that difference, that 0.27 difference, is actually the tied for the largest in the majors, the largest negative differential between actual and estimated runs scored. And they're, they're tied with the Nationals. And when you uh, translate that out to total runs that they've essentially lost, I don't know where, where what happened, um, it's about 22 runs this season. So that's over half a season, which is, a, we're talking about two, two and a half wins. And so then you project that out to a full season, that's about four, five wins that essentially they could lose based on, I'm not calling this luck, this is not luck. Um, this is what we would like to call sequencing. So there's just one way to kind of quantify the frustration that we all have with the Yankees scoring runs, and maybe it's with all the solo home runs or they hit the two singles and then they hit it to the double play. Um, this is just one way to quantify it. I don't know how to fix it. I'm not saying it, it can be fixed, um, but I just kind of wanted to uh, present you guys with a new idea there to, uh, to talk about. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Wow. Thank you very much, Katie. The queen of stats. I feel like I just got so smart. Do you want to compare notes? 
You didn't take good notes? I took well, I took Jake notes. My notes don't translate for a lot of people. Let's give me one line of your notes from that call. Top line, all caps, cluster luck. Yes. That's a that. no-brainer. Yes. Uh enter. Enter. Second line. All caps. Base runs. You got it. That's the name of the stat we're talking about. Base runs. Well, cluster luck. Base runs is tied to cluster luck. Yeah, I'll explain yeah. it to you after this. Enter, enter, all caps, Yankees. Okay. Yeah. Enter, enter, 4.1 RPG. Runs, runs per, per game. game. Yeah. yeah. Enter, enter, 4.38 expected RPG. Large, largest negative differential tied with Nats. I have that line verbatim. Largest negative differential. I put comma tied with Nats. I put W slash with Nats. Yeah. Um, enter, enter, total runs. They've lost 22 runs this season. I also wrote that down. S-Z-N for season. Uh, two really? and a half wins. In personal notes, you went yeah. S-Z-N? Yeah. Style points for yourself? Quick, tidy. <laughs> Save yourself time. Uh, and then five wins over the whole season. So that's what I got. Wow. Yeah, basically the same. Cluster luck, sequence the hits, expected number of runs scored based on the offensive stuff. So <clears throat> I know how to fix this. Okay. Don't bat Ruggy fucking Odor fifth or third because he's a lefty all the time. Seems like you should no. stack the good players. They always put a better hitter seventh and a worse hitter sixth because they want balance. Maybe it seems like if you have five good hitters, stack them and hope those five run into luck together. Do it. That's a theory. I like that. Unfortunately, I've been asking for more Ruggy lately. It felt like when we were winning games a week ago, Ruggy was like actually playing. And during this losing, Ruby hasn't been playing. So usually you balance it's a weird out, attachment. Thing. Usually it's a weird you balance out lefties and righties. The Yankees are balancing out left and righties, but they're also just balancing out good and bad. So yeah. you get a hit, you get a strikeout. You get a single, you get a strikeout. You get this, you get a double play. Stack all the good guys. I'd say I think we're going to see that with all two lefties on the mound in Seattle. I think we should see, and we'll do guess the lineup at the end. We should see a full stack of. Don't miss, like, you know, if Geo is seventh and Glaber sixth again, right? I think that goes against the cluster luck theory. Right. You want to You're group all your hits luck. together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, let's be honest. All of it ties together. Like Katie mentioned, all the solo home runs. I mean, those stats are like mystifying. I don't, I don't know what the right word for it. Um, you know, and uh, the double plays, I think you get there pretty easily. Um, and we, we've talked about it a lot, but I, I do think pitchers know that the Yankees are willing to take their walks, which is fine. And if you make pitchers pitches, you, you get the Yanks out pretty easily. You know, they all, the, all those righties kind of have the similar hole. So I think we've seen, I, maybe it'll be my follow-up with Katie, like how many innings... When another team draws a walk, I would love to know, like, how they run, how they score runs that inning versus the Yankees. Because well, I do feel with double play balls and kind of pitchers not living in fear of the stuff we talk about, the, the double in the gap or a hit and run or anything else that you fear when you're playing another baseball team that the Yankees don't offer because they're supposed to be a three-run homer hitting team and they just haven't been that this year. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, this boils down to very basic stuff, and a lot of the analytic people, you know, this is a take that gets shit upon, but right now I wish they would 
reward players for base hits. Like, get a fucking star system mm. in the dugout. And if there's a runner on first and you hit a single, or you get four points. If you hit a double, you get three points. Reverse slugging percentage. Ooh. I'm, I'm still rooting for dubs, I'll be honest. A couple doubles would be good. Just get it. Just get on base, man. They just swing for the fences and they get pitched to and they hit double plays. Like drive the ball. It's kind. Of, it's kind of the Gary Sanchez. It feels like the conversation we had with Gary for the last couple of years. Like Gary was pulling off trying to hit homers, and we said, "Gary, like, where's that double the other way?" I think we need a point system. I think we need barrels. I want barrels. You beat the shift. That's hit ten meatballs. points. Minus meatball points too. If you miss a meatball, yeah, minus points. Mom's rules. You miss a meatball, you're in trouble. Dude, it sounds crazy, but teams still do this. It sounds high schoolish, but sure. I said this to you like when we were just having a conversation. Or I was talking to my dad, I think. I was like, professional teams do the shit in high school that you think while you're in high school is high schoolish. Right. Like K Long, when he was the hitting coach, had a scoreboard for runners on third with less than two outs, and he had a team right. leaders of who got that runner in the most and who made out. And it was like a battle. Right. Because they would go in the clubhouse, it was on the whiteboard, and they wanted to, like, do that shit. Tim Locastro's winning. They don't, man. Build a culture. They they miss. And then they talk haven't. about it. It's the too Brewers, late. The Brewers pitchers have a a hitting chart, a hitting yeah. system where they get points for this hit Indeed. or this pitch or, like, this hitch. Like, yeah, man, if there's a, you know, you hit into a double play, minus five points. Ooh. Doesn't really matter. Because everyone will be like, oh, it doesn't really matter. But then if you walk in the clubhouse and you see it every day, you're going to be like, fuck, dude. Well, actually, hitters can't control where they hit the ball. Shut up, geek. Don't tell that to Paul Um, No, man, I know know we've had a lot of the same revelations or whatever it is this year, but watching the Mets this weekend and seeing guys like Billy McKinney, Thomas Nito, uh, Guillaume, just giving tough at-bats when the team needed it and seeing guys step up like that, that was a cool feeling. And then flipping around last night, I mentioned, you know, I fell asleep and uh, had my panic attack wake up. Um, but I was watching some Phillies, BBD's Phillies, and uh, Bryce Harper, a uh, guy I talked about on Talking Baseball a little bit yesterday. Uh, ball, ball down the line, Bryce Harper running from first base. Full chug, man. Like, of more of a full tilt than I've seen out of any Yankees base runner this season. And it's like, he's a super paid superstar. Yeah. I just, you know, it's, what, tough. it's tough because they're... They're under 500. Like, I, you know, there's things that I see on a field and I get reminded that this Yankees team doesn't do them. Um, whether it's just hustling for extra... Bit. Like, you don't have to be fast, but you can still hustle and go. And, like, we rarely see guys do that. It's normally, like, who's limping? Who's got the bigger limp today, Gio or Luke? You know? I And I don't know, man. It just... Maybe chalk that up. The baseball butterfly effect. The, the Yankees lose at it. If they don't hit two three-run homers, they're going to lose. And what are the odds of hitting two three-run homers in a game, geeks? I'm going at them today. Go at them. Yeah. Get treats. Ooh, dugout treats. I'm in on that. Teams do that too. Like fun teams. Like you get gum. Yeah. I said this so long ago. I said this back when we were getting yelled at for being too negative for being down on the Yankees too early when it's been like this for two years. Bang. 
some sort of culture. Right. The, the, the toe cam was fun. Toe cam. The chops were fun. They don't do shit, man. They do this, which they all do like half embarrassed to do it. Yeah, because like, they know they don't have a thing. They're forcing that one. They're just like, mm. you never see. Miss you, know, you Tommy Kane. Remember when you see a slide into second and they'd come up clapping and shooting their guns or, or clapping into thumbs down, mm-hmm. right? Got like when they do this one or fours, they just go like. Mm. Four Worms had a moment. Four Worms uh, was cool. Four Worms had a moment. Let they, Brett Bang was they fun. They have nothing. Yeah. They have nothing. Dono gives you a massage. If you, if, if the team gets three hits in a row. Licks your face. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want. From Dono. More Marlon and Dono. Is that what we need? I'm just picturing Dono and Marlon having great conversations while the, the game's best. going on. I'm picturing them shit-talking the guys pretty hard. Yeah, for sure. I have, like, a guy needing to get taped up, and Marlon's like, tape wherever. He just likes tape. Line up a Dono-Stanton race? <laughs> yeah. I think Stan will win. Might Marlin? be the hardest two ones because so much is on the line. Marlon? Uh, Marlon might be standing right now. Marlon's got that kind of fit Nordic track look to him. He does an elliptical. Yeah. And he's got an outfit for his elliptical. A biking spandex outfit. No, I actually have him in like like a windbreaker zip-up, zipped up. And you're like, you got a jacket on. Mm. He likes the extra sweat, though. Yeah. All right, let's go to our last segment, which is brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBO when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. All you UFC fans, UFC 264 is coming up. McGregor versus Puri. Three. Who are you rooting for? Uh, You know, I could say Poirier and then... But by the time you see Conor McGregor hop in the ring, everyone roots for Conor McGregor. It's what he's awesome at. All right. Well, bet on him, $1. And uh, when you sign up, you can turn that into $264 if you bet on them to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code John Boy to turn $1 into $264. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jazz, New Jazzy. New Jazzy, New Indiana, Jazzy. or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9. With it, let's do our favorite segment of the midweek show and mm. guess the lineup. We actually got it correct yeah. last week for the first time ever. Hot. Which is nice. So, with a lefty on the bump and a rest day, I'm going DJ LeMayhew leading off. That would make sense. You think so? Second base, right? Yeah. Judge, right field, batting second. Like that. Gary, catching, batting third. Stanton, DH, batting fourth. I guess Voight. I I might move. Has Gio been hitting? Uh, Gio's around. He, he hit. He was the only hit that mattered. He had last the home game. run. Yeah, home run in game. I'd two. move Gio there. Gio in front of Void. That'd be fun. I don't know if they do it, but that'd be fun. I'd be open to it just because it's a different yeah. offensive profile. They have not done it yet, but when Void, when Void slid up to three, Gio went to five. So it would be a move. 
be the first time they're going to move. But I think a nice shot to Voight. I don't think they're going to do that. No. If I'm guessing honestly, I think it's going to be Voight there at 1B. I think it's going to be Urshela at third base, batting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And then you get, uh, you know, I think it's going to be it's Andujar, Glaber, and Locastro. So I think we can chalk Locastro as 9. I think they're going to go with him in center field. Yeah, I mean, there is a chance they do the judge in center, and they do... Who would be right? Clint's gone. Locastro? Well, he would go to center over judge. Right. Gardy played center over Locastro. In theory, the whole, like, the biggest reason you got Locastro... Kind of the reason that got Locastro is to not have to do judge. I would assume so, but... If it it happens, if it happens, do I get shocked? Not as much as I should. So you know, if but I would bet on. You'd like to think Tilo Center Judge Wright. I would go Glaber eight hole, uh, Andujar seven. But I think they're see what they like doing a lot is having their six hole hitter be worse than their seven hole hitter. Right. That's like a some analytic numbers say that some analytic that the Yankees like tells them that. Because, you know, last time they went Odor over Urshela. They went Glaber over Urshela. They went Odor over Andujar. They went Glaber over Urshela. The six-hole hitter has been not a hot hitter. So, um, I could that's s- where I'm going to be upset if they don't have Gio there after Voight. And they go, like, Glaber, Glaber after then Voight, Gio. then Gio 7. Don't so in, do that. In the first, I could see them doing in the it first, Glaber's walked a lot lately. In the but. first game of the doubleheader, Glaber did bat after Gio. Um, one, two, but that's because Voight moved four, up. Four, five, six. Um, so. That was Glaber still just keeping him six, I guess. That's Glaber six with Guardy behind him. Um how, so how there could be some precedent for it, but Glaber oh, has only Tilo together and Higgy that game. Yeah. Glaber has only batted seventh once this season, so they're going to put him at six, and they're probably going to put Urshela at seven. Which I, we just learned about the cluster luck. Cluster luck. Put all your good hitters together. Make your own cluster luck. You know. So Glaber my my guess anything that'd be fine. But. My guess is Glaber six, Urshela seven, Andujar eight, Locastro nine. I like that. T-Lo getting a couple West Coast, East Coast trips in real quick. Hmm. Good for him. Camaraderie on the plane. Well, he's got some friends this time. Yeah, maybe, you know, let's let's spin it. That West Coast flight to Seattle. Who got up and gave the speech, Joes? Judge can't give another one. No one. Gary speech season? <laughs> <laughs> Shows they're out of Voight. That's probably a better chance than Gary. Um, again, yeah. Marlon, Dono. Cole can't talk right now. Yeah. Nevin. Rugi. Rugi did. Yeah. Rugi. <laughs> Rugi huddled the whole plane. Yeah. Rugi went on the plane first to check to see everyone's seats were clean and good. Yeah. Then somehow he got on the plane last as well and <laughs> dapped everyone up mm. as he went down the aisle to a seat in the back row. Mm. Yeah, he somehow has a back row seat. Oh. Yeah. It, Rugi has a back row, a front row, and a middle row Rugi seat doesn't stay one he seat. Around. Yeah, he's yeah. a bouncer. That's uh. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, let's see. The Yankees versus lefties this year, they have been slightly better. 729 OPS instead of a 709 versus so. righties. Um, yeah, you'd like to think so with, with the righties, the original righty stack dream. Um, June was easily their best hitting month, and then July they've been wretched so far. So, you know, hey, less sticky stuff. Hopefully the Yankees can find it again. And, you know, they did face a Mets starting pitching that's the best in baseball currently this year. So just hit, man. Be a good watch. I'm worried about falling asleep during this game. Oh, big time. We have a TV in the bedroom now. We moved it there because that's where the AC is the best. Mm. So, like, if I'm watching it that late, that means Katie's going to be sleeping and I'm going to be laying in a dark room watching it. And if it's bad, Mm. it's going to be – I'm going to be asleep. I don't think I can – I think I need to be ready to fall asleep as soon as it's over. We got a busy day tomorrow. Mm. And the next – man. I've got – I I ended up in the Yankees splits, which I haven't done a lot this year. Okay. Let's do um highest OPS by batting order position. Two is the highest. Two's the two is the one. That was the the layup. And and the second one's kind of a layup too. There's cuz there's two hitters that have been having good seasons, and another guy took the spot. So it's two and three. three. Top. Yeah. Two, three. Because for a while, three was, for a long time, we had, like, dead spot at three, and it was, like, it was really low. So well, Gary was there, and then Stanton had it for a little while while he was also good. And they good. did the Stanton two-judge three thing for a little bit. Seven? The third best hitting spot on the Yankees this year. I guess one or seven. Seven would be my guess. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> the nine hole. What is it? What's the what's the nine hole OPS? Uh seven sixty four. You wanna if guess you, you wanna guess fourth? That's, not, that's kinda not even sad. Is yeah. It, is it then seventh? Eighth. Well that one was so that the, hurts the highest OPS by batting position in the Yankees in order. So the second second hole. Third, ninth, eighth. First, seventh, fifth, and fourth, and then sixth last. So the kind of what used to be the meat and potatoes of a baseball lineup, five, four, and six are their last with a 680 OPS, a 663 OPS, and a 626 OPS. Tie that into your clusterfuck. Higgy, Rugie, Clint, and Guardy. Higgy, Rugie, Clint are the ones that have had success in the nine hall. I was wondering, like, who is doing that for them? Jeez. What six hole hitter? Is that the worst? That's the worst. 626 OPS. I would assume. See what I'm saying? It's like, why does well, their second, second worst is fourth, the cleanup spot. So that's also bad. Yeah, but six is their analytic spot, tells them to bat better players below six. I don't get it. I, show me the science. Ooh, I've got another. Okay. okay. One more. Then we got Jakey's pounds. funky stats of the week. Right. New segment. Yeah, hold on. Let me get the sound bite. For get the it. sound bat for Jakey's funky stats of the week. Um. Ba da 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 do do do. Ba da da ba do. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I got stuff. Ooh. Ooh. 
looking at the Yankee stats. Are these guys even wearing hats? They're playing so bad at baseball. I think I might take a fall. Die, Jake. Die. Jake's funky stat of the week. Jim, we look at a lot of Jake, players. Are you crazy? We look at a lot of players' <laughs> baseball references, right? And if you normally look at their baseball reference and when it says, like, swung at the first pitch, it's yeah. usually a high number. Like, their numbers are boosted. Because if they're swinging at a first pitch, it's like a pitch they were looking for, something to drive. The Yankees, when they swing at the first pitch this year, they have a 689 OPS. When they take the first pitch, they have a 726 OPS. So the Yankees do significantly worse when they swing at the first pitch. Or worse when they swing at the first pitch. Is that not normal? I mean, I'll go to another baseball player. I'll go to... I would guess that's normal. So, I'm going to a guy that I know is is a first pitch hitter. Like, guys like Alonzo. Do and, another team. Okay, I'll do, I'll do the Mets. Who we just played, and they're terrible at hitting that's, this year. That's just taking versus swinging I'll do the at Dodgers. the first pitch. OPS yeah. yes, and the total at bat. Yes, that kind of makes it because there's a, let's call it a 50-50 chance that the Dodgers are higher OPS when they take the first pitch. Okay, so that's huge. Let's see, batting the Mets. Now I'm in Mets splits. That's how the Yankee season is going. I'm in Mets splits coming coming up on the All Star break, and I hate it. Oh, the the Boston, it's the 773 when they swing, 754 when they take. So okay. I, I don't know. That's very similar. Mets are oh no, that's leading off the inning. Where'd my first pitch stat go? This music's driving me nuts. Houston uh, Houston's better Mets, when they take. No, 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 that's a drunk stat. Mets are a little slightly better at swinging at the first pitch. Houston's better 812 when they take versus 751. I don't know if that's that matters yeah. at all. Okay. Maybe the Yankees want to lie and say we know for a fact the Yankees have the biggest drop off. Yeah, they do. Sure, for sure. You heard that here first. And that's a fact. Jack. Jake. All right. Take thank more. you guys very much for hanging out with us. Uh, we will see you at 7 o'clock. For the pregame show, it's just going to be a Zoom. We're not going to be in studio because we need to go home at some point. Go Yankees.